Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about. In your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit score grows, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or home. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Bill Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Hello and welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? Really good. I had a great week. How about you? I, I had a mixed week, but not doing too bad. Got some overtime at work. That check felt pretty good. Put it right into my portfolio account. Oh, I'm not talking about work. I'm talking about Stocks. Work always sucks. That's why we're doing this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate work. Right? Yeah. All right, folks, come on into the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, hedge against the machine. Uh, we want to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here to smash our way through the China shop, sharing our ever-growing strategies for maximizing those gains, cutting those losses. We got a hair-raising, suspenseful, tingling show for you today. Lots of uh, market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than grandma at a yard sale. Uh, I've been that grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we're on TikTok now. Got a Discord with a link in the episode description. Or if you're old school, just send an email to twobulls at financialineptitude.com. Maybe you prefer a phone call. You can get us at 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you've got a hot stock tip. <laughs> Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you've just had a birthday. It doesn't matter. We love it when you reach out. Kyle, do we have anybody that reached out to us? We did. Uh, listener John reached out, and uh, he wanted to comment on your intro there. And he says that uh, you may not want to slag too hard on people who still use email. And then go on later in the show to plug our only sponsor by saying email is the best way to reach them while repeating our email several times, or her email several times. So... <laughs> Thanks for the feedback, John. You make a great point. Great point, John. Maybe we'll edit that intro and take out the old school bit. And also, just for him, I think we should start including Sue's phone number in our plug. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's, it's making good points, right? John. I didn't mean to slag something by calling it old school. You know, I think that speaks maybe more to John's self-image or his idea of what old school is. But I don't think old school means bad. But, you know. 
No. Email no. Email's 25 years old now, and I hate to say it. No, don't say it's that. It's just older no. than the other stuff going on out there. So you, what you're saying is that Sue needs to get a Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, Sue needs a Snapchat, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Thanks, John. We'll pass the word to her. Yeah, yeah. We'll let her know that... that to- <laughs> That the the number one way people look for mortgages these days is, is through Snapchat. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, all right, Kyle. You know what that uh, leads us up to is uh, some bet results. And I think you get to go first. Oh, why? Why do I get to go first? Because I'm pretty sure you lost. Ah, it's true. It's true. I picked at least the main bet. The main uh, bet. Yes, I I picked Bank of America, and sadly, I also had money on Bank of America options. They opened the week at thirty-two fifty. They closed the week at thirty-one fifty-five. It lost six percent. It could it could have been worse, but. Oh, I really wanted it to be better, <laughs> obviously. I wanted to win. I did, too, because I had money on it, too. <laughs> and I'll just touch on this real quick. I can't find the article anymore, but it's probably a little quick for the news section. But, uh, what I've been reading is that some of Biden's cabinet picks are not necessarily great for the financial sector. Mm. So that's kind of why it seems like that industry has been dropping. So, oops. Yes. That was a bad one. Yes. <laughs> Janet. Y- Cue the music for, uh, for oops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Cause I did yeah. it again. Oops, you did it again. You made the wrong call. You're watching it fall. Oh, not again. You thought that you were so great and you couldn't wait. You're not that good at this. <laughs> Yeah, wish, wish I read that uh, before last Friday, before we made the bet with uh, Nick McCollum, oh, too. yes. And also put a bunch of money into it. Yeah. Like you did. Yeah. So what's that? Uh, what's your total end up at, then? I lost 6%, uh, but my total did go up because I did win the side bet. A $25 ah, side bet. Goddamn side bet. Twitter did go up all <laughs> week. They did not sink on news that they banned Trump. And so that added 25. So the Bank of America losses had me down at 536.19. But uh, with that sweet side bet, I'm I'm now up to 561.19. But you're wishing you kept it at 50. I really am. I don't think I would have taken it at 50, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I gained 10 bucks for the week because of that side bet. How'd you do? All right, if you recall, I decided to play some mind games with Dan. <laughs> I took Neo. Oh, <laughs> I had bet Neo two weeks in a row. Yeah. And then, oh, and then how did Neo do, Kyle? Neo did pretty good. Uh, opened the week at 58.20, closed at 61.95. So that takes my total from 559.26 up to 595.29. Nice. But, of course, the side bet brings me back down to 570.29. Oh. So we're nine bucks to, uh, separating us right now? The- nine bucks apart. Okay. This is going to be a close, uh, close bet. And this is the last week for January. So we'll find out next week who won the month and what the penalties are going to be. Ugh. I got a great oh, man, one. I got a good one too. I got a great one oh, on deck, man. man. I, I'm beside I myself. <laughs> I don't know if I can wait another month to use this one. So I got to do good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We've also got our uh, random stock. Yes. How did, how did that do? That was any I N N dash E open the week at 2275 and closed at 2322. 
Ooh. So that takes the randoms total from 511.66 to 522.23. I'm proud to say that we're both beating the random, even without the side bet results. Two bowls in a china shop, better than random. Yes! Though I, I will hang my head <laughs> nice. in shame. The random beat me for the week. And that makes me sad. <laughs> Just take the compliment, Dan. All right, yes! Doing better than random for the month. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, we've got one other bet result to cover, too, and that was our friendly bet with Passive. Yes. Uh, we both decided to take Bank of America at my prompting. I had final say on that, and I decided not to go with Space, Virgin Galactic. To be fair to you, I was pushing the MJ ETF, which is down for the week, so I didn't have any good picks last week. Oh, that makes me feel a lot that better. That should then. make you feel All better. Right. So Bank of America ended Friday at 3301. I'm sorry, last Friday at 3301. Closed this Friday at 3155 mm. uh, for a drop. Visa 20159 last Friday closed at 20202. So slight gain, but enough for Nick to take the bet. Uh, and we will be figuring out a way to promote his product. Yes. For free for a month. Yes. Passive.com. Uh, I'll, I'll just plug it right now. Uh, because it is it is an awesome service for what it does. It links yeah. up to your brokerage account and it keeps you in balance. You tell it how much uh, allocation and what percentages you want. Like, oh, I want 25% to go in the S&P and I want 25% to go into the solar ETF. It'll keep everything balanced. You, you have to tell it to go ahead and make the trades, but it'll do all the trades for you to keep your portfolio, your long-term portfolio that you're trying to accumulate. It'll keep it all balanced. And the, the idea being with a long-term portfolio, you spread your money around uh, for safety and long-term gains. Diversification. Diversification, right. And it handles it all automatically. It makes it so easy for you. Uh, and, and the more I've looked into it, the more I'm really, really starting to enjoy it as a product. Yeah, I've uh, I set my account up to uh, need to reach out to Nick to get our upgrade code so we can try some of the, the premium features. Yeah, yeah. I think what I want to try to do is take our pick list and turn it into our own personal ETF and we can report on that and see how that goes next month. I am excited to do that. I'm very excited to do that. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll talk more about it in, in stocks in a bit, but uh, I've started doing something similar manually and I would love, love, love Passive to just take it over. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Kyle, I think that brings us up to the news. Well, it's all for the money, tune to the show. Need a good story, so my margin grows. I want you listen to all our news. You might learn some things with the China Shop Market News. All right, my uh, lead story that caught my eye is apparently millions of new investors have piled into the mainland Chinese stock market in 2020. In December, the mainland China stock market recorded 1.62 million new investors, new investors, which is double the 800,000 some new investors they reported a year ago. Uh, so, so people trading the Chinese stock exchange mm. is, is just skyrocketing. Uh, comes as, of course, many people around the world turn to stock trading, uh, being stuck at home the pandemic all the sports are, are gone you know people people need to get that bet fix in uh, apparently apparently they <laughs> yeah. turn to the stock market and uh the chinese stock market has seen a particularly high rise in interest uh and and it's it's not hard to see why you look at the uh the chinese in indexes the the shenzhen index 
last year climbed 38.7%. The CSI 300 attracts like 300 of China's biggest companies like the S&P 500 does for us. It mm-hmm. was up 27.2%. And that's compared to 16.26 for the S&P 500. So the, the Chinese stock market is up more than 10% compared to, to our average over here. Does that report differentiate uh, or specify like is it Chinese new investors? Is it American? Uh, does it say like where those investors are coming from? It it's it's it doesn't explicitly state it, but it implies that they're they're coming from all over the world. The Chinese economy being hot has attracted investors from everywhere. I did see a re- something on Twitter. I think so that like the projections for when China is going to surpass the U.S. in terms of uh, GDP is like rapidly approaching, like within the next five years. Mainland China and Hong Kong accounted for forty percent of the world's. IPOs last year. Wow, really? Yes. Huh. So it's it's yeah, the shocking. Chinese economy is 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 hot. I'll tell you what wasn't on that list. Ant. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But it, this is a good opportunity to uh, to bring up. I believe there is some Baba Ant related news, Kyle. Yeah, Jack Ma has finally been seen in public. Finally. Finally. Yes, he was. Let's see. There's a video that he put out. He was speaking to teachers in rural China as part of a philanthropic event. It seemed like he was touting the company line there about how they need to start putting more money into, you know, education and trying to bring the rural areas of China up to speed with like the rest of the successful portions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I made this comment on Twitter. I don't know that many people got the reference, but I'll throw it out here again just for the hell of it because I liked it. <laughs> I think Jack Ma disappeared. And now he's come back and he sounds like John Candy from Volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you all get the joke. If not, you need to go see that movie, uh, John Volunteers. Not one of Tom Hanks' best, but you know, still. <laughs> In that film, John Candy gets uh, uh, brainwashed. Yeah, he gets abducted by the Chinese party, or Communist Party. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, comes back. <laughs> oh, God, I need to watch that again. <laughs> right. What else you got, Dan? The other big big story I wanted to touch on today, apparently uh, Samsung is considering spending over $10 billion to build a new chip-making plant in Austin, Texas. And the scuttlebutt, the word on the street, is they'll be making processors as advanced as three nanometers in size. I'm pretty sure five nanometer is in development right now. Like, is that just laying out the groundwork to get ready for three nanometer? Or they actually have a process ready to produce? Yes. There's no word on on if they have the actual process down. But the plan is that uh, they'll start building the plant this year. And, and start uh, operating it in 2023. Does it say what the chips are for? Are they for like mobile phone usage or for desktops, uh, servers, like that kind of stuff? I'm going to guess it's mobile because I believe mobile has been actually running uh, slightly smaller than the desktop chips are. I think the mobile process might be at five nanometer right now. Yeah, every, everybody's, everybody's rushing for five right now. So these will be three nanometer processor chips for smartphones and computers. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. You know, yeah, Samsung's already making chips for Qualcomm and NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. They are reportedly also in talks with Intel. Yeah. They could start making graphics chips for Intel this year. Yeah, Intel, with the new CEO they got on board, has been making a dedicated push to try to outsource a lot of their production to make up for the delays that they've had with their 7 nanometer process. So that's why you've seen jumps in, like, I think we talked about last week, TSM being the beneficiary of all this, because I think they got a lot of those contracts and are possibly even opening up another plant right now, too. 
mm. to, in order to take on the extra capacity that Intel would provide them. Ah, yeah, that, w- that would be good. There's so much co- competition right now in the semiconductor industry, uh, which, which continues overall to be a hot sector. You know, they got their bad days, but they got more good days than bad. Well, you talked about uh, previously a chip shortage. I actually saw something come up uh, about Ford um, shutting down their one of their plants in Germany for a month because they can't get chips for their their process there for their computers in the in the Ford motor vehicles in their cars. Right. Yeah. Whoa! Shutting down an entire plant for a month because they don't have computer chips. Yeah. Wow. We'd like to build this automobile, but we can't put the computer in. So sorry. Yeah, can you get it without? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, without the computer. Oh, yeah. See, semiconductors, they are these computer chips, we're putting them in everything now. That would have been unheard of in the 80s. Like, oh, we can't build a car because the com- we don't have right. computer chips to put in it. <laughs> Makes it fun trying to troubleshoot them now. Oh, to to sum up the 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 Samsung thing, the only the only blight on their 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 radar for that is the uh the Samsung Air and de facto leader, a guy named J.Y. Lee, uh, was recently ordered back to prison uh, for two to six years, <laughs> for two years on, on bribery charges. That's, that's never good. That's never good. <laughs> so, yes, they're investing billions in a new chip plant in Texas. You might want to pick a state without the death penalty. Oh, God, yeah. Well, it's Korea, so they, they, oh, they, okay. they, don't, they don't put them... Put him to death there for bribery. Just two and a half years. That's not too bad. I guess that's what you get for going to college, right? <laughs> or bribing your way into college. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, Lori Laughlin buying your way in. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, my, uh, my news for the week, Kyle. What do you got? Uh, the last story I got to talk about is Bitcoin. Mm. Bitcoin's been falling pretty much all week. Um, yeah. It seems like the report that I could see that seems to be the catalyst for all this is that... I just looked up Bitcoin and it was at 32,000 and some uh, as at, right before we recorded this podcast. All right. Headline here. Bitcoin falls 11% after reports suggest a critical flaw in the cryptocurrency called double spend may have occurred. Ooh, what? Yeah. It says May, though. I mean, reading through the rest of the news, it doesn't look like it's actually been confirmed. It looks like it's all rumors. So this might be a candidate for a bounce back. Mm. I guess it depends on how much meat the story actually has. But basically, the double spends if someone's able to uh, you know, use the same Bitcoin twice. And that's never good for really any currency, I guess, to be able to have people spend it multiple times. <laughs> when I was 19 years old and I got... Uh, I had a, a debit card for the first time. When I needed some cash, I would go to an ATM and pull it out. And then I would drive to a, another ATM right next door and uh, pull it out again. And <laughs> I found that when you're withdrawing the same money twice, it actually has a really bad result in your account over the long term. <laughs> uh, I was in the Navy, one of the guys that used to go to the casino with, he would, uh, if he had no money, he would pretend to deposit a check in the ATM thing there, and they'd be like, I'm good for three days until they find out. Holy! And <laughs> <laughs> no, he did it at least twice. Would, would, would he actually make, like, a fake check? Like, like draw it with a pencil? Uh, he just wouldn't actually like draw or put anything in. This is back when you just you deposit your paper check and sign it over, and then you just punch in the amount that the check was for, and they just credit your account for it. Wait, wait, right, right. But did he have an actual paper that he he slid in the machine? Nope. No, no, he just didn't just didn't put anything in there. Wow. <laughs> 
Right. Okay. So the bank got really mad at him when he did that. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Okay. So if in fact people are finding a way to spend double spend their Bitcoin, which I I see is completely believable from my own experience and this wonderful story about your uh, Navy days. That's that's huge. <laughs> that's that's not good. But it's also a big if. Mm. In an, email to, in an email to the insider, he said, in fact, what happened is the two blocks were mined simultaneously. As a consequence, there was a chain reorganization, which did not result in double spending. So, apparently, the double spend never happened, but Bitcoin still fell 11%. So, there probably is a good opportunity here for uh, trying to ride a rebound on this. Yes, and if you recall last, I think it was last week, uh, I've been waiting for Bitcoin to drop. And I think I think right. this is it because of all the institutional money that's moved in. I don't believe it's gonna yes. keep dropping. I think this is it. This is the opportunity. Now's a great time to buy. Uh, we we talked about GBTC as an over-the-counter uh, ETF that tries to track a Bitcoin value. I I came across one. Right. Uh, BLOK. They are NYSE uh, exchange traded. You can short them. They try to follow blockchain. And so it's not tracking specifically just Bitcoin, but the general blockchain technologies that create things like Bitcoin and Ethereum and the other cryptocurrencies. You make a good point with the institutions. That was the other part I wanted to quickly touch on with mm. this, uh, this news story. Is that, uh, you know, there's reports out there that institutions are continuing to buy into this as it falls. So the days of Bitcoin dropping 80%, like over the course of... <laughs> You know, a very short period yes, of time. Yes. Probably behind us now. Yes. Uh, the institutional spending, if they're going to be buying in as things are dropping like that, it's going to act as, you know, kind of a parachute to slow down that fall. Hey, folks. Just wanted to let you know Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years of experience and has helped thousands of homeowners. And whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. She's licensed in 25 states and growing, so reach out and see what Sue can do for you. Best way to get a hold of her is to just give her an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. That's S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And just for John, we're going to throw out that phone number too, where you can call her if you don't want to be old school. If you don't want to be old school. <laughs> Give her a call. That number is that number is five two zero nine seven 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 nine zero four. All right, five two zero nine seven 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 nine zero four. Give Sue a call. See what Sue can do for you. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number two two eight nine. Sue Pullen has an MLS number two zero six zero four eight. And once again, that email spullen at fairwaymc.com and that phone number 520-977-7904 reach out for all your mortgage needs let's get some music dan oh yes it's time for stocks just put those stock tickers on the list go through the charts so nothing gets missed today's trades they could all turn to gold i'm playing stocks till i'm out of the hole you want to start us off sure sure the biggest mover in my portfolio was JMIA. Oh my God, yeah. They, uh, whew, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they had a big drop. Uh, I lost some money, but I bought back in towards the bottom. 
and I've been watching them go up and recuperate, recouping that money I lost. And Friday, no news. They just went wild. Would you? Would you even? Uh, would it be fair to call it a rocket stock? You know what, Kyle? I think it is a rocket stock. And I think it's going up a long, long time. The close bell rings, it's sound again to find. It's not the stock the bears they want to own. Oh no, no, no. It's a rocket stock. Rocket stock soaring with your price up there alone. And I think it's going up a long, long time. Uh, that's a good one i like that one oh yeah 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 25 percent on friday i think even more after hours yeah it ran all the way up to 59 at one point 59 i sold i'll admit i sold at uh just over 58 because because i was i'm scared it's gonna drop down again it still went up after i sold it i was like damn I could have made a little more. <laughs> Rocket stock. That's in my long-term portfolio, so I probably won't be touching it. But oh, yeah, I'm really happy. I moved out of Baba and moved everything over into JMIA. Oh, that's gotta feel good. Gotta feel good. Yeah, forty percent. Yep, mm-hmm. feels great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's the big, the big move in stock that was in my, my portfolio. Of course, I had some Neo shares, and as we talked about in the bet. Yeah, Neo is finally moving up. One of that good news. I don't mm-hmm. know what they were doing lo- the week before last, but last week they did great. Personally, I I made some changes. You know, I had been uh, uh, trying to to play the as I call it, play the game, where you know you're you're I'm buying and selling something every day or every other day, and uh, I I got focused on my options. So I didn't want to tr- be paying so much attention to my stock shares. At the beginning of the week, I, I spread wide. I did uh, diversified the safe thing, the boring thing. It's not sexy. It's, it's not fun. But uh, I took a whole bunch of picks from our pick'em list, and I took a few from my own lists that I follow, and I was just buying a few shares here and there on each of them. And honestly, at, by the end of the week, I was up 10%, and, and that, that felt pretty good. I mean, I've got IIVI. I got OCUL, JWN, Farfetch, LTD, FTCH, Neo, Jumia. Jumia's not actually on our pick'em list. No, we missed it. It fell off a week before this rally. So, so that's that's my personal trades. There, there was uh, there was a couple things that. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm in Virgin Galactic. I did buy some SPCE. Um, mm. And they yeah, they jumped uh, this week too. They they had some simulation test flight stuff happen okay i I believe i believe the the virgin explanation was our mothership vms eve will be conducting a flight from spaceport america today and another tomorrow this was uh yeah yesterday uh to simulate spaceship two unity's glide and approach to land phase Mm -hmm. which i think means they're they're going to be using their uh their atmospheric ship airplane to test how capable how space capable their their VSS Unity craft would land itself after being in space? Now, didn't they just do that uh, when they had the aborted launch? I believe the aborted launch was with a different craft, and I, I think that's why this was newsworthy. Oh, okay, they've got oh, good that 
That's really good then, because that should mean that the the rescheduling of that test flight should be happening here shortly. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that space flight that failed. This was a fl- a test of just the mothership that carries that plane. Okay. Yeah, stock was up on the news. So Virgin Galactic is is heading forward. You know, they had that. F- that, that failed flight didn't do more than just slow them down for, for a month, it seems. Really excited to, to keep watching them get closer and closer to their, their space flights. So, yeah, I think we can expect to see some really good long-term movement from them because of that. They're in my long-term portfolio also. Yeah, and it's not just their specific, what they're doing in the space. We, we talked about uh, before. Uh, right, about m- monetizing their... They're spaceports. I mean, they're planning on putting those things all over the place. They're really in a good position to, to move here. And uh, on, on top mm-hmm. of that, they're being considered, you know, they're, they're one of the main considerations for that new ARC uh, space ETF that's got me so excited. Right. I can't wait to throw money at that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I threw my wallet at my monitor when I read that article. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> 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 one last thing to go over in, in stocks. There is going to be a new IPO happening soon. Really mm-hmm. soon because it involves a SPAC. Uh, EVGO. It's a, a wholly owned subsidiary of LS Power. They own and operate public fast chargers for electric vehicles. And they've reached a deal to become a publicly traded company through a merger with a SPAC company, Climate Change Crisis Real Impact One. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be trading under the, the, the ticker symbol of EVGO, EVGO. And it looks like they'll, they'll have a market valuation of about $2.6 billion. When's that scheduled to be traded? Or when's their first day? There is no uh, date for when this will happen. They just they just announced that that's the plan. They've raised five hundred seventy five million in proceeds through, including four hundred million in private investment. They're going to keep the same leaders, but yeah, I'm not seeing any specific date for when we can start trading this. But this company is looking to fight to be that corner gas station for electric vehicles. Which is, that's kind of what Plug is doing right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A lot of companies are, are, are pushing to, because electric vehicles are the future. You know, GM, right. GM's going all electric. All of Japan's going all electric. So yeah, we're, we're, what we're seeing now is, is a fight to try and, and get that market share early as it's growing the infrastructure needs to go up and yeah there's probably a lot of money to be made there oh oh yeah yeah because that's what your convenience store is going to turn into in 10 years this is the gas pumps are going to be charging stations uh and and right. as the technology grows you know those charges get faster and faster uh, i haven't seen in the u.s any companies talking about like uh what they're doing over in china with neo in terms of the battery swaps i don't Mm -hmm. know i I, it's hard for me to believe that a charge plugging into a charging port could ever be as fast as a full battery swap no there's no no Uh, way what you're gonna need then is those convenience stores are gonna have start having things like slot machines and movie theaters and oh yeah <laughs> actual full shopping centers where you can actually do your grocery shopping while your car is charging yeah you're gonna need a lounge maybe coffee shop Starbucks I'll tell you what I would like is the the gym I'd love to run a, on a, run on a treadmill while my car's charging can you hook up the treadmill to your car <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness it would take you like three weeks to charge your car from a trip. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Can you imagine? 
Oh, that that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm keeping an eye out for that, uh, and and I'll try to keep uh, everybody posted when I know the exact date. But uh, that's that's got me excited. Anything in the EV industry is has got my attention right now uh, because it's in such an early stage, and it really all signs point to this is it. This is the future. So any any company like this, like EVgo, that's uh, that's that's coming out and and trying to get their share of that market space. Basically, it's going to replace the big oil companies eventually. You just reminded me of the Keystone project being dismantled. Probably should have covered that in the news because oh, I think it's uh, having an effect on oil. Well, we can talk about it right here. Uh, the Keystone pipeline got, uh, got it, what, its permit revoked? I think Biden canceled it with an executive order. That's going to have a big impact on maybe not necessarily the stocks as much, mm, but... but for sure, our pocketbooks, uh, and then the less free cash that the average investor has to spend on the stock market is obviously going to have an effect overall. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, just talking to my dad uh, yesterday, he's already told me that gas prices in Oklahoma have gone up 26 cents a gallon. Uh, I didn't pay too much attention when I filled up a couple days ago. Yeah, be on the lookout for that. If you're wondering why your gas prices have spiked, it's because of that. Oh, shit. Yeah, because they, they, we are no longer pumping oil through the Keystone Pipeline. And I'm pretty sure Canada is I, upset about it. I imagine. <laughs> They're actually talking about dismantling everything, too. Not just, uh, you know, canceling their permit, but, like, actually tearing down all of it. Well, with the amount of protesters, I actually, when I read the story, I assumed like, oh, wow, the moment they stop putting oil through there, I bet a whole bunch of people are just going to go out and start taking it apart. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we've got to definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, that will obviously have a short-term effect of increasing our uh, gasoline costs. And at the, at the same time, got to watch those oil companies. Have, they have not been doing very great. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this might actually help them, though, if there's less oil moving around or if there's other places like those shale companies in Canada, if they're not able to produce and ship, uh, might make it more profitable for, you know, the rest of people who are producing oil. Right, because the production costs of shale are, are so much higher than a traditional well. The price of oil has to hit a certain point for shale to be profitable. Right. That is big news. Uh, yeah, almost missed it. Almost missed it. <laughs> All right, Kyle. So All that's right. everything I have for stocks. Uh, what what do you got on your on your list to talk about? Well, I was really happy with my Neo trade. I bought into that Monday. It kind of fell off a little bit at the beginning of the day. Uh, dropped down to fifty seven fifty where I picked it up, and then I sold it on Friday. Let's see, it was about sixty one thirty somewhere around there. So nice, nice little profit. Yeah. Uh, for you know a trade that just really that was me just messing with Dan more than anything mm -hmm. else. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also, the only other stock move that I made was buying into AMD, and I bought into them on Thursday just before Intel reported their earnings. And my bet was that uh, when Intel released, I knew they were going to post a, a, a beat because they'd already, you know, mentioned that. I was betting that we were going to see Intel losing uh, its, its server share. Mm-hmm. AMD's been making a concerted effort to try to start eating into some of that, and their AMD's share in that sector right now is probably in the low single digits. Mm -hmm. AMD reports on Tuesday, and I'm planning on holding those until probably... I'm still not sure if I'm going to hold them after earnings or not. 
The stock is still trading pretty close to its all-time high. With Intel reporting that the data center segment losing 16%, uh, that had to have gone somewhere. And I'm betting that AMD is the one that picked it up. Yes. AMD definitely reacted positively once that news came out or once the full details of the Intel earnings report came out. So I saw a little bit of a boost from that. I'm thinking we're going to see some more of a boost up until earnings gets released for AMD on Tuesday. Uh, whether that not that continues after the earnings are actually released, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm going to play that, you know, make that bet. I might just sell out Tuesday right before they get released. Yeah, I, I bought a couple <sighs> calls on AMD to try and ride that uh, that that before earnings excitement yeah i got I, I did the same thing in options and we'll talk about when we get to that segment uh the other things i wanted to talk about was i don't know if you're paying attention to gamestop uh being in the middle of that short squeeze mm-hmm. uh god damn it popped again on friday and this was after i think uh citron got into some kind of flame war with reddit <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell everybody that's invested in gamestop that they're suckers on a losing train and then it's just I think it tripped two uh, volatility breakers where, you know, the stock was not able to be traded while they try to figure out what the fuck was going on. <laughs> now I think it's a squeeze. Short is losing like it should. Well, it must be a squeeze. Got all the GME I could. Mr. Squeeze. (laughs) (laughs) GameStop, still in the middle of its short squeeze, from what I can see. And I actually pulled up a list of the most shorted stocks just to see how GameStop ranks on that. Mm -hmm. Looking at Financial, F-I-N-A-N-Chill.com, they have a list that looks like it was updated yesterday or even today. According to that, 97% of all of GameStop's shares are shorted right now. Wow. So I was thinking it was actually going to go down, you know, that 140% of float. It's actually 249% of float right now. Whoa. Um, yeah. That is insanity. That's 100% of short squeeze. I mean, almost every share available is shorted right now. I mean, if people wanted to buy them, there's nobody to buy them from. How is this possible? That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I kind of wish I did buy some of that GameStop. Right? Uh, but what sticks out uh, even more than just GameStop on there was actually Bed Bath & Beyond is number three on this list with uh, 57.75% of all of their uh, shares shorted, uh, 76.07% of the float. Wow. And it looked like, to me, like uh, Bed Bath & Beyond was actually experiencing a little bit of a mini squeeze on Friday as well. It shot up over $32 a share at one point, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, just out of nowhere. I mean, just... No real news. I mean, they had some good positive news earlier in the week with the hiring of a veteran from Macy's, poached another uh, executive, and the market seemed to really like that, but that was before, you know, the the movement on Friday. Mm-hmm. So, something going on with Bed Bath & Beyond. I still have, uh, you know, some of my position in there, and I'm considering moving some more back into it. Yeah, I, I definitely threw uh, some money at a, at a few calls. I did options as, as kind of like a, all right, I'll I'll throw a couple hundred dollars at some calls and and see what happens this next week. 
Uh, you got to be careful doing that. Uh, whenever a stock has you know that big of a movement, uh, the volatility uh, portion of those of that uh, premium is going to be a lot higher than you normally expect. So you're going to see a lot of decay on the Vega. Yeah. If everything kind of stabilizes out, if it doesn't keep moving. Oh yeah, yeah. I I am I'm, I'm aware. I'm definitely making the gamble that uh, it, it it's it's in the beginnings of a squeeze, and I'm willing to lose it all. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that wraps up my stocks to talk about. Uh, I do have right. some earnings coming up. There's a lot of them. Oh. Want to get to those? Yes, let's hear about these upcoming earnings this week. All right, on the 25th, we've got Steel Dynamics, STLD. And speaking for the company that I work for, it seemed to me that Steel's done pretty well the second half of the year. I mean, we could not make enough product. We're even trying to outsource some of it. Um, so I think Steel as a whole has actually done pretty well uh, the last half of this year. Uh, on the 26th, we have Microsoft, Johnson & Johnson, Raytheon, AMD, as we mentioned earlier. Woo! Uh, also, Zillinks is reporting too, so... Oh, wow. I guess they haven't quite incorporated them, or I don't know if that's... Curious to see them on there, because, you know, we know that AMD acquired them. I guess it hasn't been finalized yet. It'd be interesting to see if Zillinks is able to actually move the price too, if they post some strong earnings. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, on the 27th, we have Apple, Tesla, and Boeing. On the 28th, we've got Visa, uh, Altera, and... Pulte Home Management, mm. VMO and PHM. Home sales are way up. Yes. Uh, Pulte Homes is more of a new construction, so I'm not sure if they're... I don't know if it's existing homes that are getting sold or if it's uh, new constructions, but uh, I want to keep an eye on them and see how they what they end up reporting. Yeah, I bet I bet they uh, they report good earnings. I bet they have a beat. And then if you remember, we talked about last week, LLY is a, one of the options alerts that popped up on our radar. Eli Lilly. They are reporting on the 29th, along with SAP, one of our pick-em stocks. That's a, that's a Friday, right? Yeah, and SAP has been beat up uh, in the last month or two. Uh, good earnings from SAP could really send that stock going. Yeah, and if you recall that I read, I read an article about how stocks that underperform before, before earnings have a... More primed for... They are more primed. Right. There's a 4% edge on them popping after earnings. So, yeah, they could be really poised to, to move. I hope so, because I still have uh, shares I'm hoping to recoup some value in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's, uh, that's our earnings for, for this upcoming week. I think we're ready to move on to some options. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to sold them. Know when to walk away. Those calls are done. You never count your money. When you're holding on the contracts. There'll be time enough for counting when the options exercise. Woohoo! <laughs> Jinx! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my options this week, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get rich on uh, marijuana this year. And I've been doing that, uh, trying to trade options on the MJ ETF. And this was a, this week just kind of stalled. It, it was, it went down on Monday. Uh, I moved out of my calls and watched it kind of be sideways all week. Did move back mm. in Friday. Shares were about $19.30 or somewhere in there. And it, it ended a little higher after market. I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping this next week sees it start to rise again. I moved into a new one, ICLN, iClean. 
It's a clean energy ETF. Okay. I bought some shares and I bought some calls. Those calls made me money all week. You know, uh, down down a little bit uh, Thursday in the open of Friday, but it ended Friday at a, at a gain. That's that's part of my. Uh, I've I've added that that ETF to my my get rich in 2021 uh, because clean energy is is <laughs> moving so good under the Biden administration. And uh, yeah, so I, ICLN got on my radar and and I'm, I've already started making good money on it. Uh, nice. And then and then. You know, uh, we we've been talking a bit. Uh, I've got I've got a new new strategy for options, and that is specifically earnings. I've been noticing a lot of companies have a lot of anticipation rise before up to their earnings, and then mm-hmm. even sometimes their earnings will will do a beat, but what they say in the call doesn't impress investors, and then the price goes down. So. I'm trying to find earnings a couple weeks out that are confirmed and try and ride that anticipation. And the one that's been really working for me is AstraZeneca, the the the, okay. the pharmaceutical company that partnered with Oxford to to make one of the vaccines. Their earnings are, uh, I think, I want to say February 10th or 12th. They're 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 like the second week of February, and I, I bought some calls on them on Wednesday, and they've been they've been slowly rising up. So I'm really excited. It, it's it's really seems like it's starting to work. Love it when a good plan is is actually coming to fruition. So I'm 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 I got an eye on them, Ho- hoping hoping to see some huge returns. They're already I'm already I've already made thirty percent. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so they're moving pretty good, and and I'm hoping this next week they just keep rising that anticipation. And to be perfectly honest, I'm going to sell most of these calls before their earnings, even though they expire. On the 19th, they expire after earnings and I've got room. The idea for my strategy is to, to try and sell most of the calls for a profit and then have a couple left over to see what happens with earnings. So I don't miss out if it does right. have a good earnings beat. So AstraZeneca, uh, looking at that. And then, and then uh, just, just because I waited till after Intel released and, and saw what they did. And you were telling me about their, their loss of that market share. To, it looks like AMD. We don't know yet. We'll find out on Tuesday. Uh, so I bought a couple calls uh, in AMD on Friday. Hope to see some big earnings movement on them. As I mentioned, I, uh, I also bought uh, some AMD calls, but I bought them right before the Intel earnings. Uh, no, actually, I bought those even earlier than that. I think I bought those earlier in the week. I was looking around. I, mean, I talked about the Logitech and then my convoluted plan and the bet last week that I wanted to do. Oh, that I couldn't do. yeah, but it would have worked. Oh, it would have worked great. I mean, I would have, oh, it would have been awesome. <laughs> um, Stupid holiday. I was, I was looking around at the Logitech calls because it did fall after the, the first day of trading after they reported their earnings. Uh, it felt pretty good. And I've seen a large volume on the, uh, I think it was the $100, like that week expiration calls. Uh, so I bought a bunch of those. Uh, actually, the February 19th. They're February 19th, uh, I think $100. So they're already in the money right now. Nice. I bought uh, I bought a bunch of them at 275 and then I sold a batch. Uh, I sold half of them off at two or at $6 a contract. Oh, wow. Another twenty five percent at seven dollars and twenty five cents a contract. Wow! And then the last little bit, I was going to hold through next week just to see because I have a feeling it's going to it's going to set a new all time high here really quick. Oh! And I wish I'd followed suit because you told me about it, and I didn't have money to buy the options, so I just bought some shares and and I saw uh, in one day, uh, yeah, I bought some shares Thursday and then Friday. I think I saw like five percent. I was like, hey, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good, pretty good. 
<laughs> uh, same thing with AMD. I mean, I saw a, a large volume on their contracts. This is leading up to the Intel earnings. And mm-hmm. uh, I figured everybody else was betting on the same thing that I was thinking. So I bought a bunch of those at 88 cents a contract. I sold off a third at 130, another third at 150, and then the rest of them I sold off at about 205 average. These were AMD? Yeah, and I wanted to hold those a little longer. Those would have expired next week. Uh, They were $90 calls, I believe. I was wanting to hold them through the earnings, and I decided not to. I ended up selling them off uh, even before the Intel earnings came out. Mm. And that was because I'd seen too many times where, like, especially with like those Neo calls where I was like up big and I didn't take the gains. Yep. Oh, I'm over double on my money. I might as well just take it now. Yeah. And be happy with that. Yeah. That's why I ended up buying some shares. I bought some shares at that point um, just before the Intel reported their earnings. So I'd have some skin in the game, but something that's easier to get rid of in case it goes sideways. Right. And if it goes sideways, the prices, the value isn't going to drop so dramatically <laughs> right um the only other big thing and options is the big loss i had on bac uh, bank of america i kept holding it hoping to see it turn around hoping to see it turn around it kept getting worse and worse i finally sold them at 20 cents a coupon purchased them at like a dollar four average so that was a big loss but the winnings of the other two bets more than made up for it I forgot to mention, I'm trying to block it out of my brain, apparently. I took a huge loss on my Bank of America options. Yeah. And part of it, all of it, was uh, I woke up early Monday morning and all bleary-eyed. My worst trades are when I'm sleepy in Monday morning. And I put a, mm-hmm. I tried to put a stop loss in Robinhood on my options. And I put the trigger at uh, uh, $0.50 because I bought them at like $1.10. You know, I, I bought them around a right. dollar, and then I put it at fifty cents, and then I said, uh, uh, "That's that's my trigger price." And I said, "You know, don't go lower than twenty-five cents." And it when it triggered, it, when the bell opened, it just sold them all for twenty-five cents. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> and yeah, right, right, uh, yeah. So so like I I, yeah. I put in the the, the stop limits, and then you know because it, it was like six a.m. Arizona time, and I was like, okay, I'm going back to bed. So I woke up and saw that, and to to add salt to the wound. Uh, the price had rebounded, and I could have. I know. I could. That's why I held it. <laughs> I could have sold for. I could have sold mine cost. at cost, yeah. uh, like maybe a few cents below. Yeah, uh, and that's why I'm kicking myself. Well, anyway, did you have any other option uh, calls? Yeah, I sold off half of my uh, Virgin Galactic. Uh, I bought those at five fifty. I sold off half at eight dollars. I figured I might as well take some gains in that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about as far as options and looking into next week, uh, we talked about NNDM mm-hmm. uh, when we saw a big option alert yes. on them last week. Yes. And both of us, I think, forgot to even look at it again when the bell opened. Uh, was that Tuesday last week? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> we should have because it went up all week. It closed just under $15. God damn it. But looking at the trading volume from Friday when I was doing the research for the show, the February 19 $15 calls have $30,000 uh, 30, contracts were traded on Friday versus 16000 open interest. Whoa. So people are still liking it, and I think I'm going to buy into it next week. There's still time. I'm going to actually set an alert so that way I do it this time. Oh. <laughs> Gotta actually move to make that money. Yep. Damn it. So that one's definitely on my radar. N M N D. N N D M. N N D M. I was way off. 
<laughs> yeah. Samsonite. <laughs> I think you were last time, too. I was. <laughs> I think that's exactly what you said. <laughs> Should we close out with some alerts? Yes. Let's hear Let's hear the latest alerts. All right. There's a lot of big money alerts that came out last week. Uh, Marvel, $219, $45 calls at $8.59 a contract, $1.4 million. Boeing, May 21, $230 calls at $12.40 a contract. 1.2 million multiple Ford 219 $11 calls. Um, there's three of them that totaled about 1.7 million altogether. Ford Motors, yeah, these were placed after Ford Electric's. Uh, let's see, after the Ford Electric truck startup Rivian R I V I A N raised over 2.7 billion dollars. So, I think people are betting on their startup, uh, electric truck, uh, company doing well. Tesla, this is the biggest one of the week. Uh, March 19, $340 calls. Each contract was $501, $60.1 million in the trade. Whoa. Each contract would cost you $50,000. So we won't be following that one. $50,000. <laughs> so it will cost you one Tesla. <laughs> For a contract, yeah. That's huge. Also, three nineteen, four hundred fifteen dollar calls of Roku at fifty four sixty two point one million, and Disney January twenty first mm. of twenty two hundred and forty dollar calls at forty two dollars a contract, two point one million. Wow. Also, that's that's crazy to me because I I've tried to paper trade some options with long term stuff from back in in November, and I I mm -hmm. haven't found any of them to pay off with that much time to expire. No, um, the best I've had is like maybe three months and then getting rid yeah. of them with one month left. Uh, anything more than that, just the premiums are so high. And the price moving doesn't affect it as much either because, you know, you're so far away from expiration. Wow. What were the, what was the, the cost per coupon on those Disney? Do you know? $42.60. $42.60. Wow. I think it's time for a showdown. I guess it's not a showdown. Oh, well, yeah. Only if you're going to shoot me. <laughs> it's a meeting of the minds to discuss how terrible and how good we did. Well, my good uh, I know, was my ICLN calls. My ICLN calls, uh, they, they made, money, made me money through the whole week. They started to go down. I sold them. Then the, the price dropped. And then the next day, the price started to go up. I, I, the only thing I regret was not buying back in. But uh, I just started watching this stock, so I, I wasn't confident that they'd found the bottom. Uh, but regardless, for the week, um, I, mm -hmm. I, I made some some darn good money buying ICLN calls. Uh, definitely, definitely qualifies as my good, uh, the most profitable thing I did did all week. Uh, I would say it, the AstraZeneca is 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 closing in, but uh, I haven't sold them yet, so I can't actually call it profit. Kyle, what was your good? Definitely my Logitech mm. moves. I felt really good about my strategy that I put together. And then just seeing the uh, the large volume on the contracts that I was looking at and then following suit with that. Felt really good to make a move and then actually see the justifications for it and have it all come out to be true. I have to say I was super impressed because you, you made that call for the bet and you were yeah. like, oh, the, the holiday screwed it all up. And then to watch it play out the next week exactly as you described it, I, I, was, I was like, damn. It wasn't so much that the holiday screwed it up. It was that I would have had to have done it on Friday and mm. it was too late to make mm. the bet that way. Yeah. Well, watching that definitely made me think, why am I trying so hard? Why can't I, I should just start copying Kyle, everything he says. <laughs> 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 this wouldn't be a very good show then. All right, what was your bad, Dan? Oh, my Bank of America 
stop loss debacle with Robin Hood. <laughs> All I had to do was not go back to sleep and, and manually trade with my brain and not set the robot stop loss. I mean, I know we always plug in the stop loss as a way to protect your, your, your money. But in this instance, with an option, if, especially if Robin Hood's just going to get me the lowest price I set the moment it triggers. That's, uh, <laughs> that was, oh, that's that, really annoying. <laughs> it, was, it was ugly. It was ugly. And I did not manage to recoup all those losses by the end of the week. It, it, was, it was bad. Uh, it was bad. And, and on top of that, the fact that it was my bet pick, if I hadn't had that side mm-hmm. bet, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be dead. I, I would need a miracle. As it is now, I just need a solid pick. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the side bet, that's my bad for the week. <laughs> Betting against the people's hate of tr- uh, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, it didn't change anything about Twitter and what they're doing. I, I couldn't, I really, yeah. really couldn't see that being a sustained loss for them. Yeah, I will bow to you. You were right. Oh, yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> hey, hey, wow. That, your- that doesn't happen every day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mark it down and play that audio. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be my new ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> what was your ugly? My ugly was, oh, I'm, I was, it was an options trade. You don't say. Yeah, I don't say. Hmm, <laughs> options. You lost some money on options, you say. Uh, uh, even though the amount of actual money that I lost in my account was Bank of America, I consider this lost money. I was looking for the earnings in February. I found an unconfirmed one for uh, Ideanomics, I-D-E-X. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be way off. But because I saw them on this, <laughs> on this site, I, I, I started looking at their options and I saw huge open interest and volume in their calls, but not their puts. So they were, they were around, uh, uh, when I moved in, they were around like 320, 315 a share. And they started to go down and I bought a few more and they started to go down and I bought a few more. And they went down a little more and I thought, okay, they're not going to go up. So I sold out like a loss for 10%. And Friday, they were up 10%. They moved up to $3.50 a share. So while (laughs) it wasn't the amount I lost from from my portfolio, it was the amount I lost by not sticking through with my plan. Uh, I missed out on huge gains. That would have been more than made up for my Bank of America because those options right. jumped. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's because I didn't have patience. You know, I get, it, I get impatient. I, wanna, yeah. I want it to move today. I don't want it to move tomorrow. Ah! And, and I should have known better because when I made all that money on the MJ calls, it was because I did have the patience and I did trust that what I was doing was, was what I believed would be happening in the future. You know, I, I knew the industry better. I, I, I believed in the industry more. I did economics as EV. I believe in that industry. And I didn't, I didn't sink in like I did with MJ and I should have. So that's, that's, it was ugly. It was ugly. Well, what do you got? That's funny. My ugly is not selling out of BAC earlier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think between the two of you, two of us, we probably got, could make a good trader. Yes. <laughs> you're not patient enough. I'm way too patient. Right, you hold too long, I sell too early. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think if we would have combined the two of us, I would have sold out of BAC probably sometime on Monday mm-hmm. uh, for maybe a 5 to 10 cent loss on my contracts. Yeah. Which I could live with. But instead, I sold them at 20 cents <sighs> for an over 80 cent loss. So, yeah, that was ugly. I guess I should feel a little better about selling at 25 cents a coupon. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Rub it in. 
<laughs> the worst part is going to be next week when it spikes back up into the money, and then we realize that we were right all along. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, screw you, Bank of America. Oh, you, hey, Kyle, you know what that brings us to? And my favorite part? Your favorite fucking song. Yes. Oh, God, I love that song. Oh, all right. So because I was the loser again, I hate having to say that so often. You'd think I'd try harder. (laughs) Salty tears. (laughs) (laughs) My bet this week, because their earnings are on Friday, I'm going with Eli Lilly, LLY. I think they're. I had a feeling that was going to be your pick. I think they're rising up. I think they're going to rise up all week. And I think that uh, since the earnings are after the bell, I think I'll be able to, regardless of what their earnings actually are, I'll, I'll be able to lock in the gains just from the anticipation. Are they actually after the bell? Oh, I guess I, I really should have confirmed that. Uh, they are before the earn, before the market opens. Before the bell? Uh, I'm $10. We're within $10, and I want to beat you so bad. You know, you know, screw it. I'm going big or go home. Uh, uh, I'm going to do it for the earnings. I'm going to do it Friday. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put their earnings in you're there. Gonna play, you're going to hold it all the way through? I'm going to hold it all the way through. Uh, I think for this week, I'm going to go with uh, NNDM, what I probably should have picked last week. After seeing those alerts come up the week before, seeing it rise up all this last week, seeing mm-hmm. that open interest or the, the amount of volume that was traded on those February 19 calls. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with them. Try to ride them out a little longer. And this way I'll for sure actually put money into them because I like to back up my bet picks now. Right. Yeah. They did, they did 34% last week. Whew. That's, that's a gain. God, why didn't I buy those options? Nano Dimension Limited. Been on a really nice run. Shit, maybe I want to short them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck it. I'm a gambler too. I'm going with them. I'm going with NMDM. All right. Okay. So now we get to find out the uh, the random stock that we're fighting against. And All right. You ready? I am. All right. New York Stock Exchange checked. In the button, we have Columbia Seligman Premium Technology (STK). STK. We got a random. All right. So the bets are locked. Next in. week will be next month. That'll be a whole new month. So this was completely random. Next week will or next month we'll do it. We'll put ourselves against the, the S&P 500. Yeah. We'll call it up in the difficulty. Yes. Yes. I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us for another wonderful episode here in the China shop. We're, we always love that you, you come and, and join us for the ride. Remember to like and share. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your pets. <laughs> come on and join us. Shout it from the rooftop. So you got anything else to, to add, Kyle, before we uh, get going? No, just, uh, no, no, I got nothing. No, got nothing. All I right. thought I had something. I got nothing. Happy trades, friends. Keep on wrecking that China shop. Catch you next week. Bye, folks.
Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. Hopefully, this is the last time you hear this ad because with Chime checking account, features like fee-free overdraft up to two hundred dollars with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com/goals24. That's chime.com/goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details.